0: to another episode of that early childhood nerd i'm heather and today lisa murphy is joining me
1: hello hello
0: so we're gonna go all over the place is my prediction yes my based, <laughs> based on on our planning in or quotes our planning <laughs> texts and conversations yeah um So, so we're going to start with a quote that's coming from a text from Lisa. And we did this, I I think we've done another episode that started with a text from you, and it was you and me and Tiffany. (laughs) So we'll just maybe every, every few months we do a text from Lisa episode.
1: (laughs) Oh, that, there you go.
0: That'll be a different, a mini series. Um, So anyway, let's, I'll just, I'll just read it and then we can go if you're ready. Are you ready? I mean, I'm just assuming everyone listening knows who you are.
1: So well, you I'm assuming everyone
0: listening knows who I am. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need any fancy introduction stuff. Okay. If you don't, shame on you and Google. Shame on you
1: and Google
0: ooey gooey ink. Okay. So here's, here's where we're going to start. Um, so you texted, Lisa. It's funny when it comes to environments. I actually think that's what I'm really good at. And I've said that publicly. I don't think I'm really a good quote unquote teacher per se. I'm just really good at setting up environments. Um, and that kind of took us. I, you know, then I said I think that my strength was relationships, and we kind of went how that all tied together. So, do you want to explain a little bit well, what, what you meant in there?
1: Sure. I I know. And I don't know where that knowledge of this being a strength of mine came from, um, but I know that I'm really just good at setting up a space, which is sidebar sometimes why I think that there's room for me to dabble in a kind of a children's museum kind of setting, because like that, that's something that I, I don't know, I just, I like doing Mm -hmm. it and I seem to be good at it. (laughs) And I think just because then the, the environment, then kids pick up on the fact, I think that the adult is calm, that there's stuff here to do. There's not a lot of control-based rules or regulations. So that I think the kids pick up on that and they start to explore then the space. So then I'm able then to start reading their cues and where are they going? Where are they spending a lot of time? Where Where, where is there not enough space? Where is there too much space? Where is nobody going? <laughs> um, you, you know, that, that kind of stuff. And so then I'm garnering information based on those observations and then using that to then deepen and rearrange and all that and and then my my follow-up quote to heather for you listening is that i i think that out of the strength of the relationship then comes a depth of relationship starting to see who has what is a preference and who needs more of something and who needs less of something and you know who do i need to be really mindful of if they're in two feet of each other and that that who and and who's my who's my uh I'm thinking Mackenzie, if you're familiar with my work, who's my who's my co-teacher that I didn't even realize was a three-year-old co-teacher, and and how can I utilize and, and bring that strength to the to the table as well? So I, I think out of paying attention to rela- to the environments comes the understanding and the deepening of the relationship, which then in turn, as we all know, leads to a really strong program.
0: Mm-hmm. And and there is no teaching outside of relationship. Like I don't I don't think
1: I, yeah. that you
0: can effectively teach again, quote unquote um outside of really knowing each other well yourself and and the kids um so I thought about something as you were talking Mm -hmm. because we also in the same text conversation we're talking about the specific age ranges that we feel like like we both agreed we could work with any age group you plopped us down into um and enjoy it and be good at it probably (laughs) but but we each had our sort of niche age group and and so for me that was one-year-olds And, um, um, you had a couple, but I think you had threes just turning fours.
1: Three to turn four seemed to be my, but yeah. yeah.
0: So, so I just wondered as I was listening to you, if that affected the way we both thought we were quote, 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 unquote, it's going to have to be the name of this episode, quote unquote, good teachers, because, um, when I said relationship building was what I felt like my strength was, what I meant was for me sitting down with those. One-year-olds and just letting them crawl around on me, and 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 um, being down on the floor with them, and not trying to do anything for them just yet. But I think if I were to go, and and I am in fact getting ready to go into a classroom of of three, four, and five-year-olds, I might start with the environment instead of the sitting there and the letting them crawl, climb around on I me. Mean, I kept joking that my life was lived under a litter of very heavy puppies as a toddler
1: teacher. Oh, I would agree with that 100%. Yeah. So, but so I'm maybe. also going to say I'm going to I'm going to interject there that mm-hmm. it's that having a healthy handle on the ages and st- not the ages per se, but the stages and and what developmentally does this particular age group bring to the table? So I would probably argue I would expand this uh-huh. and say that the reason right that you're good is 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 because you have a healthy handle and awareness and understanding of what that particular age group is about what makes mm-hmm. them tick what can they do what can they not really do yet so you're you're bringing that theory really into the environment first so i'm leading with an understanding of where these kids are generally right because there's always going to be uh, you know ups and downs and two years, <laughs> up and two years back and all of those yeah. asterisks and clarifications that we always want to put in there but if i'm leading with an understanding of where these kids are developmentally generally that's going to assist me one in setting up a relationship that that meshes with that and meets them there and that two allows me then to to grow and you know figure out is it working for this, this group? Because uh-huh. they might be developmentally a, a little bit more ahead. So I got to pull something back or change something up or add something to it or, you know, get rid of something because, you know, wow, therefore I thought I could put these out and, oh shoot, they're still putting everything up their nose and in their mouth. <laughs> so, you know, we're not quite ready for that yeah. yet, you know, yeah, and able to make those midstream adjustments.
0: Yeah. So what I, what I hear also sort of interwoven through everything you're saying so far is that we're data collectors both of us as we go into this, we're, we're, we're watching. Yeah. We're researchers. We're watching and we're listening and we're, you know, the whole scientific theory, what's the idea that we start with. And um, so then what do we do based on that and what happens in analyzing that information and changing what we need to change.
1: Sometimes I I, are like Sherlock Holmes, even like you're gathering all this information and, and, and not necessarily jumping to any conclusions initially, but watching for patterns, uh-huh. Um, especially, and I mean, going into a classroom now, I'm guessing you don't really know any of these kids.
0: I will know right? one of them. <laughs> now,
1: so to not lead yeah. with data gathering would, would in my brain be a little silly. Like you, why would you come out like full force? You, you know, why would you do that to me? That's yeah. going to be so counterproductive because. Because I don't know you yeah,
0: Yeah. I've talked on, on several other episodes probably, and I think mostly with Tiffany, about the role ego plays in mm. teaching young children and how I, I think that's why so many um, early childhood teachers hold on to this idea of the teacher in the front of the room or the teacher in control all the time. And I, I think that to go into a group of, of young children I've never met before with the idea that I know what they need already sort that's of the, pretty the ultimate ego trip like, <laughs> like I don't know anything about you but I'm sure I know what you need and what to do with you um and that would just set me up for failure I think so yeah I fully intend for my first little bit I'm not even gonna put a time frame on it uh to just be data collection and yeah. and clue you know looking for clues and all that kind of stuff so a combination
1: I'm like a bad observer I got my little notebook <laughs> I'm like writing stuff I mean I don't know what they do nowadays but I mean that's what I do I mean yeah. I'm a just patterns I, I i'm a big pattern yeah. person
0: yeah so i i think you've kind of talked about this already but i'm going to ask you to expand a little like so how, how why do you think that makes a good teacher that's
1: good. huh what us good i said That makes us good teacher. yeah 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 um well one i think without even Without even using that phrase, you're not leading with an ego. You're not leading with, you know, I've been doing this for 30 years. I know what's going on. Yeah, okay, you've got 30 years of experience. You're going to have maybe a general working knowledge of of what's going on here. And – Control. See, and I don't know the environments necessarily that you're going into, but, like, I'm not going in with any preconceived notions. Uh Maybe I had a role in setting up the environment initially, um, but I don't spend a lot of time worrying about if stuff is in the right spot. Mm -hmm. I I, I set up the bones, right, and you can put an asterisk. I can come back to that if you want. But I make (laughs) sure the bones are there, and then I get out of the way. And and I've been... It's August right now. I don't know when you're going to release this, but right now with with me in real time, I'm doing a lot of back to school trainings Uh for teachers and they're spending, God love them. I mean, God love them. They're spending all this time making sure that everything's in the right spot. And with all the love in my heart, I'm telling them, stop it. Just put the stuff where it it, it goes (laughs) and step away. And the reason why I want you to step away is not because I don't want you paying attention to the layout, but I need you to reserve some of that energy so that three days into the new school year, when you realize that you need to do a complete remodel based on now the 14 kids that are in this room, you still have some energy in your in your storehouse. Yes. But yes. if you've used it all up, making sure everything was perfect, uh-huh. you're, you're already exhausted before the first day of school. And- so I think going in without any preconceived notions... Mm-hmm helps.
0: Yeah, I think if you spend that much time and effort setting up a classroom for children you don't know yet, and even if you had them last year, they're coming to you differently, different, you know, they're not the same children that left you in the, in the spring, then the first time that there's some, some indicator that the space isn't working, I worry that you freak out and you think, I spent all that time setting this up and all that money buying this stuff and all, you know, I had to beg my administrator to get this time to set up. And now I've got it, they want me to change it. I, I think that adds a layer of resistance, whether it's conscious or not.
1: I I agree. When and I, change I don't comes I, on. I'm always hesitant like circling back to like <laughs> my stuff when I'm a guest. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the um, podcast. Um, but here comes a big fat butt. Um
0: we have you on to talk about your stuff.
1: <laughs> but why is it there? I mean, my, my three questions, where are you doing it? Yeah. Why are you doing it? And who is it for? And, and and I love that you went to some conferences and you bought $100 worth of stuff. But you don't necessarily know if this particular group of kids is going to need some of that novel stuff. Uh-huh. And, and I'm not saying don't buy it, but I am saying it's going to be a better use of your time, energy, and money. If, if in fact, you know why you're putting that thing, whatever it is, and that thing, for the record, could be an attitude adjustment, right? Mm-hmm. That thing could be a tweak in how you're interacting. It doesn't need to be a tangible uh, thing, per se, um, but, you know how many times have we bought something and we put it out on the table and nobody uses it. And then we're like, yeah, I paid, we're offended you know, money. for the- Yeah. Then I'm offended. Like how come you're not appreciating the four hours I invested in creating this thing. And, and the kids are like, we didn't ask you to make that stupid thing, right. you know? Right. And so it's yeah. hard not to take it person, but I, I, yes, it's important to not lead with your ego.
0: Yeah. And you said something earlier at the beginning of all that about, you know, coming in with 30 years of experience or all this working knowledge or whatever. That can still be valuable, but it just comes in after the observing. Like, that's, you do the observing, you find out, the, you get the information, you figure out who you've got, and then you access all that working knowledge and all those years of experience and decide what, what to do and where it goes. Where it a,
1: goes. Theme, a theme that has um, popped up in the last probably four to six months of workshops has been me challenging. And I don't know if anybody is going to be in a position to do this, but my challenge consistently has been, would it, what would it look like if you spent the two first two full weeks of school not teaching at all, <laughs> but paying attention? Uh-huh. What might that look like? And then how could you use, because I'm a big fan of making sure that you can articulate what you're going to do with the data you gather, Right, it's one thing to stand there with a notebook, but you know now what is, what's your intention behind? You know, how are you going to execute this, or what are you going to do with this data that you've gathered? And just watched and observe, mm-hmm. and then three weeks into it, start in with modifying or adding or more direct instruction, should that be mm-hmm. you know appropriate, or something? Unfortunately, sometimes which becomes expected in yeah. in some in some groups too. But but how could we still? Find a way to allow the kids to calibrate to a play-based space. They're learning that this stuff is always available, right? I'm seeing, like right. I've already, seen, you know, who's who? Who's the block kid? Who's the dress-up kid? Who's the <laughs> Who's the sensory tub kid? Yeah. And I'm not needing to worry about a lot of extra stuff because like those things are the bones. Those are right. the bones. Yeah. These are the things that are always there.
0: And also who are the kids who've never had this access before?
1: Exactly. And
0: never had this trust before. That's,
1: and I'm, who are my leaders? Who are mm-hmm. the kids that have been in this place <laughs> since they were six weeks old and, and could run the joint if I needed to run out for the afternoon, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's, and that's, that's a great I'm, image. I'm, and not be threatened by them. I mean, yeah. I, I saw a woman the other day. I said, you know, Mackenzie doesn't want your job. She's <laughs> really not trying to get you fired. Why do you feel such a threat by this four-year-old? Let Ego, it
0: go, man. Yeah. Ego. Yeah, I, I'm getting ready to start a new job. You know that. But maybe folks who are listening don't know that yet. Um, by the time this comes out, I will have started because it's tomorrow. But um, I just found out that there's going to be four weeks between when I start and when children first start coming. And no. I think, holy cow! What am I going to do with four
1: weeks without children? <laughs> like, what going What? What is the purpose of those well,
0: four weeks? oh well. So set up your
1: space. <laughs> set up my space. Yes. That's yeah. like one minute. Yeah,
0: exactly. And and plan. I think you know. I think the people previously had like a full semester planned out in terms of lesson plans for the preschool program and a. Mm,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I can, I can make it look like that's what I'm doing. so
1: You'll pay me for those four weeks,
0: but, um, uh, just huh. kidding. In case my new boss is listening. <laughs> <Is> yeah, <they're
1: listening? laughs> are Do home visits a part of what you're doing? No. Uh-uh.
0: No. No. Nope. No. Nope. So no. It, but, but there are. There's a lot of new staff, and you know, there's hiring work study students and orienting grad students so there's stuff but it just four yeah. weeks you know especially if you've worked in a traditional childcare center where you're thrown in and yeah. there's no planning That's time
1: kids all the <laughs> yeah, yeah. The so
0: yeah, yeah so I'm like good lord what am I gonna do and then only teaching three hours in the morning Every day, you know, I just feel like I'm going to have it so easy. So I should knock on something.
1: You should knock on, here, I'll knock on my head. Knock your on head. your head
0: for me. Thank well. you. Um, so you did. I did want to come back to your idea of setting up the bones of, of the environment. So I think for me, I think relationship building is part of that, too. And I, I'm sure you probably, you're nodding. Yeah. Okay. So you agree with that. Yeah. Um, so, well, so how for could me, not be, right. How
1: could right. Not be? Right. And I
0: think exactly, but there, uh, well, you know, I see lots of, that's going to be the best three minutes of podcast ever. It's just me going, eh, eh, mm, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, see lots of people who, who don't put any intention into, um, relationship building and they think, oh, they like me. They're happy to see me in the morning. So that must mean we have relationship mm. and that just means that kids are friendly. You know, that doesn't like necessarily, yeah, like, it doesn't necessarily that, mean, that, yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean, yeah, but it know, it, doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean that there's attachment or that there's good, really strong relationship.
1: That's a podcast right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that you could unpack. That's a 30 minute conversation probably right there. Just because they're happy to see you in the morning doesn't mean you have a relationship. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm writing that down. So if you want to talk about setting up bones. Other aspects of setting up the bones of the environment. Well, while I'm making me,
1: that. bones by definition are, are like the, the non-compromisables. These are the uh-huh. things that are just always in the space. They could be modified. They could be extended. They could be made bigger. They could be made smaller. But they're always there. And this is probably also its own conversation. <laughs> but they're always available. Uh-huh. They're not out based on my mood or a theme or a special treat or because you were good. Yeah. Uh, they're always there. Uh, So that would be like an art area of some sort. That would be the block area. That would be books. That would be the sensory tub. That would be dress-up. That would be some kind of math manipulative area, you know, fine motory business. Um, Some space, I mean, we call it the circle time space, but, you know, really it's, you know, it it is what it is. But, you know, yeah. somebody's going to make you have a space to do that kind of yeah. stuff. But even though you can still have circle, you know, on a square, but... <laughs> Right, right.
0: Whatever, Um, group time, community time, meeting time. We've got all, we're so good at euphemisms in this field, too.
1: Oh, yeah, we like all that little nonsense.
0: We're not um, supposed to have circle time anymore, so I'm going to call it community time, but I'm still going to yell at every kid who tries to get up and (laughs) out again.
1: I'm not allowed to do time out anymore, so it's called the think about it chair. (laughs) The feelings I mean, corner. The feelings corner, where I ostracize you and push you away. Oh my god! Which You're is often
0: the book corner. So now I'm associating books with sadness in your I, mind,
1: right? And being in trouble. And then I wonder why my books are all getting ripped because I put a pissed off three year old over there by themselves. Ah. Anyway, so, how do you really feel,
0: Heather and Lisa? <laughs>
1: So those for, for the most yeah. part, are, are those, those are the bones. Um, and, yeah. and so like the sensory tub is always there. What's in the sensory tub might rotate on a mm-hmm. regular basis, um, but it's always there. The easel yeah. is always there. Yeah. And, and, and then the kids calibrate, right? These yes. things are always here. Yeah. So now I can go about the business of just being two or just being three or four or in a mixed age room. I can figure out how this works without worrying about it. And that's why I say it takes two weeks. And once that two weeks has happened, the kids figure it out. The adult is watching is figuring out the adult starts to get better at articulating the quote unquote learning that might be going on to articulate that and translate that to somebody who walks in who doesn't know any better. You know, so a lot of stuff is going on and that's like an investment into the success of the rest of the year. Yeah.
0: And you really have to be committed to that, and understand that there's going to be a rough patch. And so that idea of two weeks is good, I think, for people because um, I, so many times, and I'm sure you've seen and heard this too, but especially when I was a center director, and I would say, "Well, have you tried this?" And they'd say, "Well, we did it once, and it was insane, uh-huh. so we never did it again." Like sensory, especially, or easel—having you know, an easel freely available all the time. Well, we tried it, but there was paint everywhere, and everybody was fighting and crying. Because you never- yes you've got to stick with it through that
1: rough patch and not do anything this i mean in this episode the, the subtitle here is "riding the wave of the novelty Riding <laughs> the wave of newness you got to ride that wave all the way in but nothing else is new right. right and that's why it's very basic those first two weeks you're not bringing out the brand new you know i, I don't even know as an example what would be you know, relevant to your listeners, but it's, it's the bare basic. I mean, it's like steak, potatoes, and a green salad, nothing (laughs) sexy, nothing fancy. It's just the basics. Yeah. And we're going to figure it out. And then we'll start playing with modifications to the menu. If my interactions and relationships and observation shows me that that needs to be modified. If I get a room full of kids who've never been in a, in a, in a program before, it might be very basic looking for, for the first month. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because they're not showing me they need anything different. My observations are going to make modifications, not, you know, oh, it's teddy bear week. So we need to now plaster, you know, that that's random. That has nothing to do with this, the children who are here.
0: Yep. Uh, um, so so now my mind is going off on the relationship aspect of everything you just said because there's a couple things so there's a couple things that came to my mind. One is so much of how that first couple weeks that you're describing and how we navigate that novelty period can affect the direction the relationships are gonna go with kids for the rest of our time together. Like if we're impatient and upset that they don't That they don't know how to use something that they've never seen before (laughs) or, uh, you know, all those things. If we're taking it away because you can't, you you know, I can't, I can't give this to you because you don't use it right or whatever. That impacts the relationship from the very beginning. Um, that, That message of trust and dislike and your ideas are stupid and your feelings are stupid. And we're not saying those words, but I think we definitely slip into sending those messages sometimes during those novelties. But then,
1: then I would argue that there's a there's a, a missing layer here mm-hmm. as to I'm, – I'm stumbling for the right word. T- teacher training is what's coming mm-hmm. to mind. How come nobody's noticed this at this juncture that, that this particular teacher is bringing that kind of personality or disposition to the table? You're not all of a sudden overnight – Going to start raising your voice, right, right. You, you, this might probably be something that, that you've brought to the table in the past, so let's make sure that there's some coaching involved like I'm thinking specifically of the easel
0: yeah
1: you I, I told the group that I, I had a workshop actually in in, in in Indiana last last Friday, and I said to them, "You never put it in the space if you don't want to clean it up <laughs> right so if, yeah. if you, because they're all mixed ages it was a it was a six weeks to three years old in the same room. Uh-huh. Was, okay, early head start.
0: Yeah.
1: So I'm like, if you don't want that whole box of Legos dumped on the floor and ultimately you're the boss of picking it up, then you don't put a box of Legos <laughs> out. You control the environment. Now we're back to the environment component of of how, you know, I think they're completely inseparable. You don't fill paint cups all the way up. You fill them up a smidge, right? You're gonna yeah. start you're gonna start with a little bit because I realize there's a lot of choice here. But and so for the kids to navigate it, for the adult to navigate it, it's you're going to err on the side initially. I would argue later you start with big, Uh but initially while everybody's warming up to this, you you control the environment, little bits of paint.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, so I want to go back to what you said about teacher training. I think everything you said is true, but what I have seen in this new phrase that I'm coining, American childcare culture. Is, is that we think of our, our job as teachers is to teach children to stop being unpleasant. Like, we think that's our role. And so it's not going to do any good to talk about teacher training if the people in charge of those teachers also have the goal of a calm, controlled classroom where we're teaching everybody to be, you know, well-behaved, complacent. compliant, complacent little... Girls, essentially, (laughs) if our goal is to have everybody playing quietly in the house corner, um, then then teacher training doesn't come into the conversation.
1: Well, well, (laughs) well. But a lot further back, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. like the, the actual institutions that are claiming that they're training yes. future caregivers. I mean, and, yeah. and it seems like a lot of conversations, like we can be talking about these very specific topics. But uh-huh. when you dig down deep, there's about three or four core nuggets yeah. that I believe everything spokes out of. And that level of teacher training, not the thing you go to on a Saturday, but like how you learned how to do this job, Mm -hmm. the very basic of whatever you needed to do to show up every day and be legally allowed to do this, (laughs) that needs some attention. If,
0: If we're saying that, and I don't want to take it off in a whole other direction again, but if we're saying that we want to professionalize our field and to do that, everybody has to have degrees and credentials. Then we've got to change our degrees and credentials because I
1: right know, now. Since day one in regard yeah. to this NAYC stuff coming yeah,
0: out. Yeah. yeah that's, where,
1: that's where you got to go.
0: I tell you okay. what, I'm going through it all now and it's driving me bonkers. But okay, so the other thing I wanted to say then when, about. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So the other thing I wanted to say was that about relationships and this idea of setting up the environment and, and uh, having the, the bones out there for you. Is that then all, that also gives you some time to focus on relationships because you've got an environment that's inviting and, and interesting and engaging and so while some children are engaged in that you can be working on your relationship building with you know one or two at a time or a small group following their lead still but but you don't have to like you're not under a pile of them like I would be with toddlers.
1: May I insert the law of thirds here when it comes Please. to that? Mm-hmm. So the law of thirds is going to say that that when it comes to playing with these 10 days of getting everybody calibrated kind of to this very bare bones basic space, a third of the kids in your program are going to totally get it right away. <laughs> so it's not that they're not going to need you. It's that you just need to know it's it's math. A third of the kids are going to like get into the flow right away. So you're not gonna need to overly be distracted by them because they kind of pick it up right away. The second group is gonna get it by day four, eventually. About halfway, almost like Thursday, Friday, those kids are gonna be like, okay, okay, I got this. I got this. Which means now starting on week two, two thirds of your kids are already kind of hip to the skip, for lack of a better word. Now that final third, that's going to be the third that's probably going to require your attention for the good part of the year. <laughs> but y- you need to know that then you're going to ha- you're not going to ne- then you're you're not going to have 25 people that need 100% of your undivided attention. You're going to have a smaller group and though my point of that is that it's going to be manageable mm-hmm. and it's going to allow the adult to find their own calm cuz it's not going to be everybody needing to be guided through this way of maybe doing business this year, it's going to be a small handful.
0: It's manageable. It's manageable. And if you're not the only one in the classroom, which you rarely it's are, manageable. it's even more manageable. I mean, family childcare homes of course are usually out there and they're the, they're the adult there. But if you're in a setting like, you know, I had two teachers in the classroom I was just in and a third of 10 is not very many. <laughs> So there's two of us to to manage that what the what that you know little percentage needs so that's that's very encouraging. People should just plant that somewhere, like write it down and plant it in their environment. Somewhere. Oh,
1: I think in schools where they wrote the law of thirds on the on their on their wall. Yeah, like, yeah. Not huge, but like just subtle enough so that so they get a visual cue. A third of them are going to sleep. A third of them will fall asleep later, and a third of them are never going to sleep. So stop <laughs> getting overly frantic about it.
0: <clears throat> but you know what we're going to do we're going to rock and cuddle with the ones who go to sleep easier because they're fun
1: well, and, and then, then we're tra- going to be mad at the ones who aren't
0: falling asleep on their own
1: no don't be mad at them then they can have your attention after you put all the ones that you know are going to fall asleep asleep Yeah. instead of only being focused on the kids who are rolling around picking their nose doing yoga <laughs> Oh, I had one girl. Oh, she would, she would lift up her shirt every day and would like go into what I now know as Cobra pose. Uh-huh. But at the time I didn't, she would lift up her shirt. She'd go into Cobra and she'd go, ah, <laughs> and we're like, oh my God, don't look at her. Don't look at her. <laughs> She'll be done in a minute. <laughs> She'll be done in a minute. <laughs> oh, so I would of your time.
0: Yeah. I was just looking at it too. Our, what, are we about a half an hour now? Yeah. So I, God, we packed a lot into that half hour.
1: I think it's a good half hour. I do
0: too. So, do you have any last thoughts? Last,
1: no. I think any any other wisdom. Well, always. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think I think any other uh, any other thing I toss out would be springboarding into perhaps either another episode or another conversation. But I I feel we kind of had a beginning and a middle and an end. Yeah,
0: we did good story. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for being on. I've made notes too, so hopefully you'll have some time to do a couple more before too long. But I appreciate your time. I know you're busy. Like a
1: bumblebee. Like a bumblebee.
0: All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you again on another episode of That Early Childhood Nerd. Bye. Bye.
1: That's the show. Now.